Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Greetings and salutations, listeners. This is another episode of Beer-Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. Wow, that was fancy. And I'm Mark. And I'm disgusted. I'm Justin. <laughs> and today, we are sampling the beverages of Barrier Brewing Company out of, where are they again, guys? Oceanside. 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 So we're going all the way to Queens now? We are. Almost. Almost. It's kind of like at the border. Almost. Almost there. Like, just the tip into Oceanside. Just the tip into Queens. Well, it, it no, I mean, it's still Nassau <laughs> County, but yeah. if you picked up a rock, you could throw it to Queens. Well, I I used, I worked in the area a couple of times, and it kind of bounces back and forth, and I'm pretty certain I got a ticket because I made a right on red when I happened to be in the Queens side of the neighborhood. Gotcha. So, you know, it, it happens. I get confused anytime I have to go west of 110, to be honest. And now maybe I'll actually not continue confusing Barrier with Barrage. Is it like the same issue that I have with uh, Farmingdale and Farmingdale? I think it's worse because, you know, aside from both words starting with B-A-R, nothing else is similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're both breweries. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Either way, I'm working on it. Okay. Well, Life goals. Uh, Mark, this is your procurement, correct? Yeah, so I, I took the ride out to Oceanside uh, on Wednesday to procure the beer for us that we have. And uh, their website is under construction right now, so Ooh. I was not able to get much information. But uh, what I did find from their Facebook page, so they started in 2009, and initially they had a one-barrel system that uh, they upgraded to a five-barrel system in June of 2012, which was subsequently quickly destroyed by Hurricane Sandy in November of that year. Destroying things. Or actually, maybe it was October. I forget. But either way, you get the point. Yeah, that that I could see how that uh, would really throw a wrench in the plans. But they're back up and running now. Yeah. So the the local brewing community came together. They did a collaboration beer, and proceeds of that beer went towards. You know, helping uh, Barrier get their shit back together and, you know, re rebuild and refurbish after the storm. So what, do you know what size system they have now on hand? Uh, I believe it's still a five-barrel system. Okay. They uh, produce roughly 50 beers, different beers throughout the uh, season. That's pretty extensive. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean... There, there's not a lot of parking near the brewery, so you may have to park and walk a little bit. And uh, it's also only cash only. Cash in, only in yeah. the brewery. All so, right, that's interesting. Yeah, I was I was sweating a little bit when I walked in and I saw that on the board, and I was like, oh shit. Uh, thankfully, I had enough cash in my pockets to pay for my tasting and the couple of growlers that I got while I was there. Yeah, I, I don't usually carry more than like 10 to 15 bucks in cash on me at any given time. Just because I just, with the way it is now, I mean, never really need it, you know? Yeah, I, I very rarely, as you guys know, have cash on me. Oh, I know. Anytime we go out, it's, all right, we're going to pay cash, and uh, Justin's just going to put it on his card. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of uh, annoying, I know. I forget Cash first, rest on the card. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's like my mantra. Yeah. But, um, so what, um, after they got back up after the hurricane, do you have anything else on them? No, that's about the extent of the information I have. Okay. 
So uh, what beers did you bring down for us tonight? So we're starting off with their Simple, which is their California Common, which is 5.2% uh, alcohol. And uh, that's about the extent of the information I have for you. I don't have any flavor text on this one. Can you uh, tell us anything about the, the style of California Common? Uh, it's not one that I'm very familiar with off the top of my head, but in general I think it's uh, sort of like an ale... Like a, a kind of like a cream ale grain bill that's fermented with a lager yeast at a warmer temperature. Okay, that's interesting. Well, looking at this one that we poured out, it's kind of a uh, it's a light amber color. There's some decent carbonation in there, and it's got a little bit of a head, but it's pretty thin. What do you guys uh, get on the aroma and the taste? I don't get a lot on the aroma. Uh, I'm not exactly. What I do get, I can't really identify. Yeah, I got a little bit of sweetness, but really not a whole lot in the aroma. Yeah, there's some sweetness and I think maybe a bit of noble hop in the in the background. Yeah. Um, t tasting it, honestly, it tastes kind of like flat beer. It does a little bit. Uh, I mean, again, these are growlers that were filled three days ago, so that might be part of that. Yeah, that that's possible, but I'm I'm thinking more of just like the kind of that kind of wateryness. I am I missing something here? I mean, I, I don't know the style enough to say, but it uh, I don't I don't hate it. It just it's not it's it's a very it's very clean and um, it's not a lot of carbonation. I don't know if, again, don't know if they're supposed to be. So this is a little bit um, of a um, question mark for me. Yeah, um, as I went back for a second sip. Again, I'm not really getting much flavor either in the beginning of the sip. I'm getting a little bit of hop characteristic at the back end of the sip, but in the middle, I'm really not picking up a whole lot of anything. No, I mean, it's not a uh, richly or strongly flavored beer in any which way, but uh, from what I had when I was there doing my tasting, I had this, I had uh, uh, their Czech Pilsner, I had... Uh, I believe I had their Kolsch as well. So, I mean, I, I, I tried a, a lot of the beers that they had on tap were IPAs. And I'm yeah. like, I'm going to pass on those. But uh, a lot of the, the lighter, you know, less hoppy beers that I had were all around, you know, pleasant to drink. You know, like you guys are saying, like, there's not a lot going on here, but it's also not bad by any respect like there's nothing offensive in the beer absolutely not no this is um it, it's something that again we think we could give to someone who is looking for a beer like someone who's not going to be too specific and also somebody who just is looking for something on a hot day yeah i mean i guess you know on a hot day or with you know some spicy food or something this might be good but as far as i'm concerned there's really nothing going on there and it's not doing a whole lot for me it's understandable. It's I mean, you know, we always skew a little bit more towards bigger flavors, but it uh, it is nice to see something that uh, has a little bit of has a little bit of a uh, just a clean note to yeah. it. I mean, I I like to think that I can enjoy, you know, simple beers and ones that aren't the biggest flavor, but this one it just it really feels thin and watery and doesn't do a whole lot for me. This one's I'm gonna I'll just get the rating started, and for me this is gonna be a taster. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'll try it and see what's going on, but for something like this, I'm just going to call it quits after this one and say, okay, uh, what else can you do for me? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go pint on it just because I think I, I, um, 
I can see myself uh, having it as an in-between to some of the, uh, to, to a, a larger beer. Um, and I think that it, uh, again, I don't want to unfairly judge it because I'm not, I'm not familiar with what it's uh, quote-unquote supposed to be without the flavor text. Yeah. It's a pint for me as well. Um, you know, I could certainly enjoy one of them, but then I'm going to be looking for uh, something else. Yeah, I, I, I think we're all sort of in agreement on that. Yeah, I mean, maybe at the end of the night, this is the one that I go back for and say, okay, you know, let me clean, kind of wash my palate off and, you know, calm down a little bit. Now, this next one is, uh, looks like something that I can see Mark getting excited about. It's a Rosh beer. Yes, it is from Blücher. <laughs> we don't have, I don't think we have any sounders to do it, but that's going to be my horse now. <laughs> so, it's an obvious reference to Young Frankenstein, which is a classic. And, and if uh, you don't like that, shut off the podcast, go away. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> You're not allowed to listen anymore. No, it, it's a, a Rausch beer. It's very, uh, you know, it's nice pale straw color. You know, or maybe golden. Maybe golden's more of an appropriate statement, but... Yeah, I, I think I'd give it the gold color as opposed to straw. It doesn't quite have that. It's got a little depth to the color, not necessarily the, you know, the urine kind of quality yeah <laughs> that sometimes comes in but i I'm, I'm sorry that that's not appropriate because urine comes in lots of colors i know it's the point like, i was getting at though is it's you know a night a nice light colored it is beer, a very it even, is a very even though it is a, a rouch yes it is the uh the nose on it is interesting the first thing i get when i smell it is is uh um smoked pork yes yeah there's smoke there it smells just like uh the the uh carl eimer uh Brainworks that we had. <laughs> that was really good, too. That was fantastic. This is pretty good. Yeah, I like. I rather enjoyed this when I had my tasting at the brewery. Oh, man. The, uh, I don't know if it was the, the fill on the growlers or what have you, but there was definitely more carbonation in this beer, fresh off the tap. Right. And it carried that smoke aroma up into your nose a lot better. Okay. But, uh, you know, I still... The, the reason I like this is it's got the smoke flavor, but it is not, like, way over-the-top smoke. It's not, oh, my God, somebody poured liquid smoke in my beer. Yeah, the, um, it, it, it gets you right up front with the smoke, but it doesn't linger. So, like, I don't, I was worried that potentially I wouldn't be able to go back for another sip for a little while. It could be one of those slow-drinking beers, which, you know, for everybody... I like to drink fast. <laughs> Get on to the next one, but it uh, it's really pleasant. It it, it the, it's clean on the back. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't hang out. Yeah, it doesn't linger, and it doesn't. Again, like I said, it doesn't taste like somebody poured liquid smoke in the beer. Yeah, no, this is re- this is really nice, and it's got a, it does. It's clean. It finishes clean. It's got that smoke flavor up front. It's a really light body too, which I think helps, and that it doesn't kind of coat the tongue and hang around at all, but. This is this is really tasty. Five point four. Yeah, it's five point four. It's really not heavy at all. It's not gonna knock you on your ass either. No, um, I mean, with the with a Roush beer, I know it's the, the malt is smoked. Is there a particular version of the malt that's smoked? Like, is it smoked certain like a certain one of the specialty grains? Is, is that smoked, or is there a, is there? A, I think it's a portion of the base malt. The poor, okay. That was uh. I was because I was wondering which which malt was providing the uh, the smoke flavor. It would make sense for the base malt too, because that provides probably the least amount of the flavor. Yeah, Just to add flavor to that. 
So, I'm 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 gonna call this a pint myself. I rather enjoy it, but uh, I think I don't think I could drink more than a pint. I'm gonna second you on the pint. Um, it's interesting enough and light enough that I would drink a pint of it. Um, you know, my initially my initial thought with a with a Rosh beer is you know probably gonna go with less and just try it and just see how it tastes. But the fact that it's uh, but that uh, you know, it's just not really my. It's 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 good. It's a nice flavor, and I think it's light enough that I could drink a whole pint of it. But I'm not necessarily ready to go for more than that. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with the bomber. I think that uh, I can um, probably put back two of these pretty comfortably, and then uh, I might even want a second bomber later. Yeah. Um. All right. So, why don't you guys introduce the uh, the next beer? Well, this um this last beer. Uh, is the Morticia Imperial Stout, and I just want to make a quick comment on how awesome the artwork is on the bottle. They have the same artist. What's his name over there, Mark? It is Daniel Berth. Yeah, Daniel Berth, E. Berth, and he has a very distinctive style. It's kind of got a little bit of a uh, cartoon look to it, almost in the sense of like a a bat, like a comic book kind of style to it. But it's got a very distinctive style, and it's Make some really nice stuff, and this one's got a uh, gothic-looking woman with pale skin and dark hair in front of a full moon holding a uh, bright red rose, very much a Morticia well, Adams' cousin. Yeah, well, no, that's it is a definitely an Adams Family reference. Yeah. She's cutting the, the rose off the plant. Oh, I, I didn't see the scissors there yeah, on the yeah. other side. Do, 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 do. So we went from Young Frankenstein to the Adams Family. Do, 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 do. And the uh, the flavor text on the bottle here says, Morticia is the end. Once experienced, other beers bland and insipid. Black as a moonless night, her aroma tempting, her strength deceptively powerful. She is unrestrained at youth and learns mercy only with time. Morticia overpowers the senses, then warms the soul. Nursing each sip, you will be transformed. As you reach the height of her enchantment, the pinnacle of ecstasy, she will break your neck. And eat you. The end. So they guess they skipped on the idea of calling it the praying mantis. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it is ten point one percent alcohol. So yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if they uh, if they while they're writing their descriptor, if they intended that they said it, you know, it could, that it might age well. You know, an imperial stout is a heavier beer. Sometimes those can hang out and age a little better. Yeah, you know, anytime you have that that higher alcohol content, that's a beer that you could look to to sell her for a little while. You know, says the guy with about the beer fridge. Yeah, about yeah. twenty two beers that I can't drink for a year. Well, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Justin picked up a uh, got Mark and I birthday gifts of a tasting beer book, and it suggests that you can sell her some beers up to a hundred years. And I and our initial thought was, who the hell can wait that long to sell a beer and drink it? Yeah, and also, who has a time machine so that they can find out what a 100-year beer tastes exactly. like? Exactly. Here you go, kids. I'm going to sell her this beer so when you're adults, you can try it. Yeah, I, I, I love my son, but I'm not leaving him any beer. It's not getting left behind. T taking the beer with you. <laughs> In your stomach. Well... This one we had... The other two we had in Little Growlettes, and this one we have in the mm. bottle from the... From there, it's a, about a 17-ounce bottle, or a 500-milliliter bottle, for those of us in the metric system, which is pretty much everywhere else in the world but the U.S. and Liberia. I think Liberia still uses the 
yeah the, the imperial system. I, I believe, yeah, I think you're right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to reach out to, trying to channel my favorite, uh, my stuff you should know, guys, because they know that, but I don't yeah. know that. One. Well, the UK technically uses metric, but then you know you watch the UFC and they throw out stone for the weight. Yeah, well, that's just because they want to be stupid. <laughs> but uh, pour this one out, and it's completely opaque. It is case. indeed black as a moonless night. It is black as a moonless night, and. It's got a little bit of color on the head there. It's got a little bit of the uh, dark tan head going on. And, uh, I mean, just the smell is pretty nice, just to start off with. It's got a nice roastiness in the smell. Not super roasty, but definitely, you know, that it's it's a stout beer. Yeah, there's no mistaking what it is based on the best. Mark, would, Mark has schooled me in the past, the color of the head of the beer and um, the, uh, the the roast character. Yeah, I it's the the aroma isn't strong by any means, but I do get a pleasant roastiness and tasting it, I get strong coffee notes and uh you know, it's it, a big beer, it's got a thick mouth feel on it, but I I like it. It's got a, an interesting like sweet finish to it, doesn't it? Let me try that again. Let me see if I get a sweet finish. I think that might be just the alcohol, honestly. Oh it's, yeah. Yeah, the alcohol tastes sweet, and being that this is over ten percent alcohol, yeah, I think that may be what you're picking up. Yeah, it's got a little bit of the uh, the alcohol taste to it, you know, that boozy kind of taste. Not, yeah, it doesn't have that um, that syrupy mouthfeel that you get with uh, with like no. a Russian or something like that. But it does, and as the bottle suggests it. Uh, warms you up a little bit. It does have that little bit of boozy warmth at the end. Not overpowering, but just a little bit there. Yeah, it's nice and pleasant, especially on this you know, cold kind of nasty first day day of April. Which, because it's the first day of April and we're recording, we gotta give a little shout out to superfan Matt LaQuadro who uh, sent us some beer from California. It's his birthday on the 1st, so happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday. Send some more beer. I was going to say happy birthday, Matt. Your birthday present is to send us some more beer. Exactly. We'll see if go, we... We'll... Go to Russian River immediately upon hearing this. Leave work. Go yeah. there now. Exactly. Whatever Buy si- everything and send it to us. Whatever science experiment you're playing with right now can wait. It's science. It can wait. <laughs> um, no, I think the... Uh, I think the Morticia is really nice. I probably... Um, yeah, it's it's got a good flavor to it. It's kind of, you know, exactly what you expect from an imperial stout. It's got a little bit of the boozy warmth that I like, and other than that, I think I think it's pretty well done. Yeah, I I enjoy this as well. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a bomber for me, which I know it's a little bit, you know, the 575 milliliter bottle is not quite exactly 22 ounces, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I, uh, just five hundred. Uh, no, five hundred. <laughs> My bad. I kind of want to, uh, you know, be a jerk to myself and and say the five hundred milliliter one is the exact right size. But I will also agree that a bomber, I think, is a is a good amount of this to purchase, and I think you can share it with a couple of friends, and everybody can really enjoy it. It's, I, I think this is the perfect bottle to bring to like a bottle share. Like I think it's got enough. Yeah, it's, where everybody it's definitely can really a good beer for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm gonna concur with you guys, and I'm gonna make it the drive back though on the bomber. That this is really, it really hits a spot that you want to have more than one. Um, but I think anything more than that at 10.1% ABV, it's going to start to uh, kick your butt a little bit more than you really want to. Then it, then it becomes nap time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nap time, nap time would come around real quick if you start uh, going through this real fast. 
but I think uh, Morticia might like that and then try to smother you in your sleep or something. <laughs> Um, one of the interesting things about Barrier is that uh, they have a fair bit of distribution. I mean, a lot of the ones that we do um, are smaller or, you know, they're only available in a tasting room. And you can get Barrier at a very large number of locations um, around Long Island, of course. You know, our favorite, Bellport, Cold Beer and Soda, right. which is where we got the, the bottle, the Morticia. Okay. Um, we yeah, also... they, they had sold that at the brewery. Yes, it's, it's you know, I like to hear that. They're, uh, when they're selling product, it means they'll make more of it. But the, uh, they had a couple other ones. One we're going to do a, a shotgun episode on, which you can find on uh, SoundCloud, our little short uh, bit of beers that don't necessarily fit into an epi- a full episode that we have. Now those are only We only have those on SoundCloud. Like You're not going to find those elsewhere. No, no. We, we put them there because it's, uh, I feel like it's a, a short way to, to not fill up someone's feed with a bunch of three-minute stuff. And yeah. It's a way for you guys to, to get a little bit of us without, without having to yeah, get all of us. Because you miss us, we give you just a little bit. Exactly. Just the tip. But uh, while I was there, what uh, the which one? Which what was the name of the one that I got for the I, shotgun? I don't remember. It's a Baltic Porter. Thank you, Baltic Porter. That's all I only remember. But they also okay. had a uh, an oak aged uh, IPA, which I, I was I That's, still wish I would have picked up. Just seems because. like kind of cross yeah, counterintuitive yeah, there. It does, which is why I was I was intrigued. I wanted to try it. Um, you know, anybody who's listened to us for more than twenty minutes knows that IPAs aren't necessarily our thing, but. Right. I would love to know what Oak does to one, and they had, uh, they start, I forget the other offerings they have, but they had a couple other options as well, and all of them had the same incredibly interesting uh, bottle art on yeah. it. No, I, I mentioned, we uh, we mentioned Birch and how cool his artwork is. Um, have you guys had anything else from them? Because, I, I mean, I know I've seen their, and like you mentioned, they have a good distribution, and I've seen their bottles all over the place, but I'm trying to remember if I've had anything else from them. My favorite beer. Is made by uh, Barrier. It's called Hot Burn and Love. I've definitely mentioned it before, but they, oh, yeah, uh, they comes out of my comes out usually comes out around my birthday. I think they skipped this year. If not, then I just didn't see it. Right. And uh, it's a chili beer, and it is. I mean, it's not so hot that you'll die. Right. But it, it is a straight up chili beer. Like yeah. I don't even know what the style is of it. I just know that when you taste it, you definitely get the chili up front. Yeah, it's de- it's the one note in that beer is hot. Yeah, it's it's and maybe that's why it wasn't made again. But right. uh, I I really enjoyed it. It's it sort of uh, that's the first time I thought about. Oh man, I can get that flavor in a beer. Yeah, that's that yeah. is the only other beer that I, I've had from them though. I'm pretty sure is the hot burning love. Yeah, I don't think I've had anything else from them, but um, up until I went there, obviously. Well, yeah. yeah. What else did you uh, get a chance to try while you were out there, Mark? I tried their uh, their Czech Pilsner. Which uh, I think was called Imposter. Okay, seems like a pretty straightforward kind of style. Yeah, that was quite nice. Uh, light, you know, subtle hop character. That was very good. I had uh, their Rye IPA, which was pretty good. Uh, I wasn't sure if you guys would enjoy it, though. That's why I did, went for, you know, more strange yeah. choices. The Rye IPAs always kind of, like, tease me. Because I like when brewers put rye into the beer, I think it adds a good character, and I think it, it you know, it intrigues me enough that I usually want to try it, and I usually enjoy it. And then they throw it into an IPA, and I'm like, ah, you know, you, you, you're, you're teasing me here, but I know it's something I don't really want. Do I like it? And, you know, as a couple times I've had a, had it, and I've enjoyed it, and other times I've had a rye IPA, and I'm like, nah, no, nah, you didn't really do it right for me. Not for, really my thing. For me, I've noticed that it really depends upon how much they dry hopped it. Yeah. Like, how much they let the rye kind of come through, rather exactly. than, you know, make it more of an IPA that has rye in it. Yeah. If it's a rye that's well that's dry hopped, 
okay. But if it's a, you know, it's an IPA that they just kind of tried to burn out the rye in it, just threw it in there just for color, it's not usually that good. Or at least I don't find it that good. Right. Um, so what, uh, can you, what about the, uh, the tasting room and all that? I mean, what did you, uh, what did you think about the atmosphere? The tasting room is very nice. I definitely got the feel that, uh, there are a lot of regulars when I walked in there because I got there, I don't know, 10 after five on a Wednesday and the tasting room was full. Wow. Like. That's a good crowd. If, they, if, if they're there on Wednesday afternoon, you know, that's a, that's a solid place. <laughs> Yeah, and... Uh, or it's a really crappy working neighborhood. <laughs> Gotta yeah. get to the bar. Everybody everybody in there seemed, you know, jolly enough. I ended up talking to a few people while I was having my tasting. And, you know, uh, this one guy was there with his uh, older parents. And we were debating, you know, the proper way to, you know, go through your tasting. If you should finish one tasting before moving on to the next beer, or if you should take sips of the different beers to go around. I'm interested to see what Kevin has to say about this. What What is the way to do it? Me, I'm going to finish each beer. Yes. I, I finish the beer and move on because part of the experience of the beer is that last sip of the beer and the way it finishes. Like, And I think that's something that you need to go and you need to finish the beer. Usually in a tasting, like if it's a flight of four, usually it's four beers, I will drink probably i will drink them all down but if there's one that i really do, i would have to really not like it to leave some behind and right i know you guys have seen a couple times like where there's one where i'm like no not really finishing that one but yeah to me i got you gotta finish them all yeah i think we're in solidarity on that yeah that's generally what i do and part of that is because when you some beers when you drink them certain flavors will build on your palate the more you drink Agreed. so if you start bouncing around like you're not gonna get that same experience yeah but flavors build up. The only thing that I could think of that might argue against my own view on this is the change in temperature of how it can affect the flavor. And, you know, some beers, especially heavier beers that, you know, you start to, when they warm up, some of the porters and stouts and things that are barrel-aged, the flavors start to become a little more prominent as they get warmer. I could understand how you might want to leave that a little bit and maybe you want to maybe you want to try it and let it warm up a little bit and see if it changes. But to me, I usually leave the dark beers till the end anyway. I go from light to dark, so then it's going to be warmed up by the time I get to it anyway. That makes sense. It's um, the, I like to let the darker beers warm up because I, I like that like stone fruit and that and all that stuff to get more pronounced. Yeah. But yeah, it was it's a, a nice tasting room. They've got the the popcorn machine in there for uh, snackums. And uh, when I was Popcorn there, uh, Parkenzo's Pizza Truck was outside. Pizza so, Truck, that's a good call. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, like I said, dude, the parking there, there's not a lot of parking. And, uh, you know, they're surrounded by the railroad and some scrapyards. So a little bit of a sketchy area. I'm not sure that I would have wanted to go there at five after, you know, ten after five on a Wednesday if it was like a month and a half ago. Yeah, when it was pit, when it was dark out already. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I I made it back. I had With some the beer. beer. Yeah, With the beer. That's important. And uh, you know, I I'll, I'll go back there at some point in time, but it'll, it'll be a little while from now because. Oceanside is another half hour from where I work in Plainview, and then it took me well over an hour to get back to Backjog. <laughs> yeah, I 
the that's that whole thing. It's head, it, it's heading out there probably wasn't you know wasn't too bad. Just sheer distance wise, it's going to take you about thirty minutes. But then having to turn around and head west in the six o'clock east. hour east in the six o'clock hour on on Long Island just is a horrible horrible life experience. Yeah, I I took the Meadowbrook down to Ocean Parkway and you know went went that route. Well, at least you went Ocean Parkway. That's the way to do it. Like definitely. I had to work out that way for a little bit, and even though it was January, I was taking Ocean Parkway. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not sitting <laughs> on the Southern State. I'm not going through that hellhole. It's a prettier experience, anyway. If you're going to get at stalkers, the very yeah. least, yeah, like you can't like, especially during and during the week. I, I know Ocean Parkway is nice and flat enough, but don't speed on Ocean Parkway during the week. The cops are just hanging out there. They're waiting for you. Like, don't do that. They're enjoying the view as well. Exactly. So, with that PSA involved, uh, <laughs> do you guys have? Uh, what do you guys think overall on a barrier? I'd have to say that uh, I I enjoyed all of them. I, you know, one of the things I liked the most was the fact that we we had three very different styles from them in this yeah. in this tasting, and all of them I think were were pretty damn good. I mean, we may have liked some of the styles more than another, but right. I can't say that any any, any of the beer was bad. Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> And I think on that note, it's time to go, guys. Thank you all for joining us, and cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.